Thou wilt show me the path of life, and thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Hello and welcome to the Psalm 1611 podcast, where we want to help ministers and small churches. For more information, please visit BethanyBBC.com or you can visit our Facebook page, Psalm 1611. Welcome back to the Psalm 1611 podcast. So glad you're joining us again as we continue our series on Beyond the Building broadcast. Remember, it's our goal to to equip ministers and other believers to make God their fullness of joy and to be in His presence because that's where the fullness of joy rests. So last time we spoke to you a little bit about discipleship in the home. Today's topic is going to be on decision making. How do we make decisions at a time like this? How do we keep God in our decisions in a time like this? And I can't think of a better person I'd like to talk to you about that with than Pastor Robert Altman. So Pastor, go ahead and talk to us a little bit about decision making in our Christian lives. Todd, I find very few things, if anything, more satisfying than making a decision that is right before God. It's a wrestling match at times. Yeah. It sometimes fries your brain because there's so much information, especially right now, about how to make decisions. There's mm-hmm. so much information that you can digest. We're in information overload. What to do with our families. What to do with our job. What to do with our church. What to do with our finances. How many groceries should I buy? Yep. I mean, th- we, have, we are in information overload some of it good information some of it good suggestions some of it faulty so what are we supposed to do as christians i'm telling you joy in decision making comes from knowing what god would have for you which comes out of his word directly yep uh so i don't know what decisions uh people have had to make as of now I know in our area, people have had to, Tara and I, have had to decide how we're going to do discipleship in our home. Yep. Uh, we've had to decide what to do with the church now that we've postponed services. Who is going to handle what children, as far as we have four children, who's going to handle what children in schooling. And, right. and we both work, and, and uh, both of us are still able to work right now, which is awesome and great. We hope that continues. Those have been tough decisions. So if you want to make a great decision, it's like we said in the first two podcasts we worked on on this Beyond the Building broadcast series, um, you got to have discipline in God's Word, and you have to have uh, God's Word so much in front of you through discipleship that you can make good decisions. Yeah. So um, when it comes down to making decisions, they're, they're hard. Uh, some decisions fit your family. They don't fit other families. This is not a one-size-fits-all in most cases. I can't tell you what to buy in the grocery store. I rightfully can't tell you how much to buy because you may be buying for others or your situation may be different. Uh, You may be about to quarantine yourself for a solid month and need a month worth of groceries. Mm -hmm. I can lay down principles 
that you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself right. and not overbuy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you're not gonna, if you're buying a month worth of groceries right now, who am I to tell you you can't do that? So decision making, uh, doing it what God wants you to do is gonna be so 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 important. And specifically, what I want to talk to is pastors and church members, and I want them to kind of. I would like to talk with you and them about how we arrived at the decision to postpone church for us and not disassemble, but do assembly different through mm -hmm. our live platforms, our virtual platforms. Um, so the first thing I'd like to say is we make decisions here solely off of God's word. At least that's, our, that's what we set ourselves to do. Right. We, we don't set ourselves to please people because in our church, there's a variety of people. Uh, you may have some that said we should have shut down church a week ago. Uh, you may have some that said, man, I don't mind coming to Whatever. church uh, until they come lock the doors and put a guard at the door. Mm -hmm. So there's varying opinions. So we're not just trying to please people. Love the information that's coming out through our governor's uh, live teleconferences and our, our televised conferences. And the same thing with the president. I love to listen to those. It gives good information. But we didn't even make our decisions solely off of that. Right. We go to God's word to make these decisions, and, and they're hard. They're very hard decisions. So when we came out of making a decision here, what I looked at is how can we continue the Great Commission? How can we best disciple people? And the best bet for us, because of the small staff that we have and volunteer staff that we have, the best way to focus our energy was going digital, was going virtual, mm -hmm. was, was using every platform to the best of our ability. And so for me, it was how can God's name be promoted uh, to the highest degree during this circumstances with the amount of energy and, that we have? Because God's word is, is, is primary. So a lot of things went through my mind. Uh, if you're out there and you say we close completely because of the mandate, well, you can't just make a decision like that as a church. It just don't work that way. I know that surprises people, but you have to look at what Scripture says where it says that we're supposed to gather together and do it more, more so as right. we see the day approaching. And what causes Christians to see the day approaching is what Jesus taught and what we see in the book of Revelation and what we see uh, in the, the, the Pauline epistles. A great falling away is supposed to happen, right? I mean, pestilence and earthquakes and wars and rumors of wars. And none of those things make assembling comfortable. The persecution of the early church where somebody could break in and arrest you and, and persecute you socially and economically and physically. None of that's comfortable. But Christians still assemble during those times. So we can't just simply look at it and say, well, the government says it's bad, so we're not going to do it. We have to look at what Scripture says, but then Scripture says love your neighbor as yourself. Right. And, and putting your neighbor at risk is not good. So you've got to balance all these things. And, man, my hat's off to pastors who use the Bible to make their decision uh, and use that as the crux of their decision-making versus using solely just the vote of the church far as the church don't feel like it, the end, or the, the government don't want us to, the end. We are the church the Word of God is our guiding in all things. Can we gather information from our members? I certainly did. Yeah. Uh, can we gather information from our uh, uh, government that makes us see what's healthy for our neighbors? Yes, we can do that. But at the end of the day, we have to take the Word of God along with everything else and then let the Word of God rule and reign in those circumstances. Yeah. 
I agree. So uh, the first thing we always do, go to the Bible, check with your members, check with your leadership to make sure they're in tune. And I think what helped us the most in our decision was getting that direction. We spoke about direction a couple podcasts ago, but getting that direction has definitely helped us in our decisions. And we can move forward with those decisions once we said, hey, here's our vision, here's what we're going after, let's roll. My heart was torn for, for two weeks. I've been thinking about this for two weeks. I knew it was coming here. Uh, I knew the decision was going to have to be made sooner or later, um, whether to, to continue assembly or not. And man, I was searching for direction really, really, really hard to the point it was draining me. You know, because when you really don't know what to do, it's hard to do anything. Right. Um, but what happened is simply that after measuring Scripture and then measuring the call that I have on my life to proclaim God's Word, I had to ask, God, the, the, the Lord's Prayer says, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Or let your name be known as holy, wonderful, great. There's no name greater than God's name. How do we get that name out efficiently? Yeah. How do we fulfill the Great Commission right now in this crisis in an adequate, excellent way? And for us, and this is not for everybody, again, there's some churches that are remaining open. They're doing so out of their conviction where they see God working. If you're a church member and you don't agree, don't go for now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe let them know. I, I don't see your point of view here. Maybe they can teach you more. But you don't have to be uh, it's, you don't have to be critical at this time because it's more delicate than you think. Pastors and deacons and elders making decisions is layered. Mm -hmm. It is very, 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 very layered. But here's what you have a right to do as an individual: if you don't agree, you don't have to go. If you're relying on the government to tell you everything's fine, that's cool. But the question is for you as a person: when do you draw the line with that? So yeah. there's a lot of things, and it comes sooner or later. You're going to find every measure that you use as a Christian a faulty measure to determine what God would have for you outside of Scripture. Sooner or later, those measures are going to run out. They're going to run out of their ability to guide your family, and the Word of God's not bound. It's not going to run out of nope. what works for your family. Um, so again, one size don't fit all for churches. One size don't fit all for people. Uh, your decision and my decisions will vary, but the Word of God should be where we start and finish with our decision-making. Yep. So when you make a decision, go to the Word, consult your leaders, and pray on it. Um, like you said, it took you two weeks. I'm sure during that time you were praying, you were asking God, listening for guidance from God, and then when He finally gave us direction, like we said, we went for it, and I think it's going to pay off great, and I'm excited to see what He's going to continue to do. So. Anything else you want to add real quick before we close out this podcast? Don't be bitter about other people's decisions. That's ignorant to me. That's ignorant. And, and, and it's ignorant because we don't know the scope of where they are. And we cannot forget that they have rights endowed to them by the Creator the same way we do. We yeah. don't live in a society of dictators or tyrants. We have a right still to make a certain decisions uh, and decision you make and the decision I make, while they may be different at this time, it does not merit or warrant a derogatory response. Mm -hmm. um, again, that's something we have to look at as a whole. I, I'm very quick. You, you know I've been very open about I don't like people going and buy gro buying groceries out from under other people that may need them. 
But again, I can't just blanketly state you don't need to have your buggy stacked to the ceiling. Number one, you may have more people in your house than I do. Number two, you may be frightened for your life and really you're going to hunker down for a month. Or, or a lot longer. A lot longer because you're that scared. So that tells me you're not going to be buying groceries for a month. So, yeah, you have a right to get your groceries and stay in your house. So that that works. I, I'm trying not to be judgmental because I have to understand and we have to understand collectively as Christians that decisions are hard, they're layered, and they're not always. We might have the same God, which hopefully everybody listening does, but that don't mean we're always going to make the same decisions yeah. about where we are. Right. So we can't fault the school system for making a decision to shut down. We can't fault churches for that decision. And I don't fault uh, churches for the decision to stay open and assemble. Mm -hmm. Members will come or they will not come. Right. They'll be a part or they will not be uh, a part of it. The pastors and the leaders of the church have to make that decision. But I don't think it's something to have a knockdown drag out and remove your membership from your church because a decision was made during this time you didn't like. You're, you're not God, I'm not God, but we worship him mm-hmm. and we find joy in making decisions that we see in Scripture would satisfy him. Yeah, so we hope that's, that's helped you a little bit. It's going to be a troubled time, but use uh, the Scripture, use prayer to help you to make the best decision you can for you and your family. And we hope you make a decision to join us next time on the Psalm 1611 podcast. Uh, we're so excited to keep bringing you some good resources virtually through podcasts, through online services. Um, you can check us out at BethanyBBC.com for any other uh, questions or comments or any of the resources you may need there. And we'll be excited to see you next time. Join us then on Psalm 1611. Thanks for listening to the Psalm 1611 podcast. Again, for more information, you can check out BethanyBBC.com or visit our Facebook page, Psalm 1611.